Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. On this week's podcast, we're going to take a bit of a dive into social anxiety. This is sweeping the globe and the pandemic did a lot to highlight how prevalent it is. And in fact, I mean, the pandemic played a role in it, pushing us all back indoors and away from people and away from socialising. And it forced us, for some of us, new ways of socialising, but for others, not so much. And coming out of the pandemic, we are absolutely seeing the impacts of that. So what has changed so much for us folks that it has become such a struggle to be around other human beings. Our brain is a social organ that needs to connect for our survival. So why does anxiety push us away from socialising and back into isolation? And when we look at it, it's again, it's, it's because we deem it safe. We deem isolation safe and in some way, shape or form, we're deeming socializing as something that's fearful for us. So our brain's role is to keep us safe. And if we're deeming staying out of social activities as safer than than being around people, this is where we can begin to be subconsciously driving anxiety in our own systems. Our brain responds to our thoughts and as I've I've previously been quoted by saying, as saying on many of my podcasts now, uh, your brain's primary function is your survival, not your happiness. Your happiness is your job. Your brain's hardwired to keep you safe. It's hardwired for your survival. So before we take a, a deeper dive into looking at anxiety, first off, folks, I just want to mention that it's it's perfectly healthy to have a baseline of anxiety running through our system at all times. Cortisol, or what is otherwise called the stress hormone, is, is what gets us out of bed in the morning. It gets us to the airport on time. It gets us setting alarms for things that are important to us. It gets us studying for exams. It, it kickstarts us to do the things that are important to us. So it absolutely serves a positive purpose and many more to be fair. It gets a bad rap sometimes, you know, but it gives us that panicky moment where you go, oh, um, did I forget to brush my teeth or did I remember me to bring my phone? Is my phone in my bag or in my pocket or wherever it is? That's little bits of, of anxiety, little bits of cortisol running in your system to remind us of things that are important for us to live our lives. It's when it's in the driving seat of our lives, that's when it has become an issue for us and it's become a problem because it's stopping us living our lives. When anxiety is dictating the things you do, the people you see or the events you attend, 
that's when it's controlling you rather than you controlling it. And having had my own experiences with anxiety, I know from from where I've been with it, it can be absolutely debilitating and creep across all aspects of your life because they're they're fear stories that that you're creating, they're fearful thoughts that you're running in your system. And the more that fear pushes you back indoors, the more the next time you go to step out, the same habit or pattern starts kicking in then. And that's when it becomes more prevalent in our lives. I struggled with it massively in my daily life for about two years. And then after that, I had, and this doesn't get too much of a mention, I had fear of the fear. Although I'd, I'd overcome the chronic anxiety, I was still afraid that different situations, people, events or places might trigger it, might bring it back. So I still had fear of the anxiety coming back. So even when I didn't suffer with it anymore, as I said, I, I had fear of the fear. So looking at social anxiety in particular, here's the the big question with, with social anxiety. We We tend to be so afraid of the feeling that we don't actually look at what the feeling is. Anxiety is thoughts that you're having, emotions that are running in your system and a physical response. Your body has gone into threat response due to the thoughts that you're thinking. So what are you afraid of? The nature of anxiety is thinking of a situation in the future and putting a negative outcome on it and therefore triggering the threat response in your own physical system. Your body is just reacting to a perceived threat. Remember folks, your brain does not know the difference between what is real and what's imagined. That's why we can, we can think about sex and produce a physical response. If we sit thinking about sex for a couple of minutes, our body starts to respond. We can create a story in our heads of a loved one dying a, a sad death or getting ill, being struck down, not being safe in some way. And we can become deeply saddened. We feel it throughout our body. Your brain and body are responding to your thoughts. So when it comes to social anxiety, we can be, say, picturing walking into a room and maybe no one talks to us. We're fearful that we walk in and we end up standing there like uh, a bit of a lemon. We don't know what to say. We can't think of, of funny things. Other people are more outgoing than me. They're going to think I'm a fool. They're not going to understand what I'm going to be talking about. It's these different thoughts and stories that are running in your head. It's, it's you picturing people's facial responses and, and things they might say to you or how you might react and respond in different situations. That's what's creating the, the anxiety. So what are you afraid of when you think of going into different situations, going into social situations? What is it that, that you're thinking about? What is it that you're picturing when you, you walk into a meeting, walk into a room, when you think about putting your hand up? You know, we're choosing what people are saying. And overall, underneath it all, we're really 
fearing being negatively judged. We're fearing not being liked. We may have a bit of imposter syndrome running in our system. You know, they'll find out that I'm a fraud. It's just luck that I'm here. I don't deserve to be here. Or we might feel, you know, a bit of shame. We've body shamed ourselves about how we look, what we've worn. We don't have those expensive clothes or we don't have that, you know, super sexy body or whatever it is. We're shaming ourselves into feeling law, we're feeling like uh, an imposter or we're saying, you know, if these people knew who I really was or how I really behaved or what I really did. And these fearful thoughts are causing our physical body to react. And I know for, for me, one of the first reactions for me was I used to shake like Bambi when when I was struggling, when I was running all these thoughts in my system and I would be, you know, maybe driving to work and I'd be in the car and maybe anxiety would, would have started to kick in, in then and I'd be going, you know, well, what if, what if this doesn't stop when I get into work? What if this carries on? What if when I'm trying to talk to people, I'm shaking and they notice me vibrating and they're wondering what, you know, why, why is she shaking like that? What's going on? Or do you know what? I just won't go to that meeting. I won't, I won't go in there. I'll try and avoid people. And it then starts hugely impacting where you're showing up and where you're not showing up. I know one of the things for me at, at social gatherings and around people I knew, at the time, I hated hugging people because I was afraid that they'd feel my body shaking and they'd start questioning the, the shaking, why my body was shaking, what was going on, and they'd start asking me, was I all right? And the anxiety had me feeling a bit ashamed. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to talk about it. Um, and again, it, that has been fundamental in me recovering from it and coming through it is talking about it. Anxiety was not who I was. It's, it's a behavior I had. It was what my system deemed a protective mechanism to keep me safe. And it can show up in so many different ways, be it cold sweating is a common one, a dry mouth. Your posture certainly changes to match the pattern that your brain is running. We can kind of bow over into ourselves, you know, that we don't want to be seen. And then these physical responses are re-triggering the thoughts, the reoccurring thoughts, and, and the cycle continues to run. And over time, this can stop us going out the door. It makes us feel like we, you know, we want to hide, we want to sneak away early, or we want to neck a few points to feel calmer. And because we're in an anxious state, we're releasing a lot of cortisol, our adrenaline is up. So when you're having a few drinks or a number of drinks to try and calm that in your system and relax, by the time your system feels the calming effects, you tend to be pretty half cut because the adrenaline was running so high. And if you didn't feel like Bambi going into the pub or into the event, you may certainly be feeling like it when you're coming back out due to the level you drank at because of your nerves. And then that has a, a knock-on effect. You, we can wake up, you know, the next day uh, feeling eaten with the fear and spend the day absolutely scrutinising and trying to remember everything you said the night before, who you talked to, what conversations you had. And again, running that anxiety in your system and making you more fearful of going out again. We can go into situations and 
you know, you may find yourself scrambling, thinking constantly for things to say. And the nature of the threat response has your critical thinking offline, but you're uncomfortable with silence because it gives you the time to hear the, own, the noise that's been around in your own head. And these things, the first step with them is, and with, with, with social anxiety in any shape or form, is, is looking at what situations and what type of people are, you know, is it, is it in work situations, social situations, schoolyard situations, where it's shown up or is it prevalent across many aspects of your life? Take a look at that and, and what your own inner judge is saying. It's your own internal world that needs to shift. We all want to be liked by people. We all want to fit in. Um, but it can be our fears, our own negative beliefs that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we don't deserve to be around these people. And as I said, you know, uh, us believing that if people knew who we really were or how we really behaved or all of these things, our own negative judge, our own inner world that has our pots gone. And these, it's this that needs to change. It's working on your opinion of yourself. It's working on the beliefs you have about yourself. And looking at, as I've mentioned in, in even in earlier podcasts, in the moment tips to learn to manage yourself. In the moment, the practice of just breathing. When we go into the, the stress response, our system, our, our nervous system shifts over. We have two, two sides with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. We have our fight or flight or rest and digest. When we go into the threat response, we're gone into fight or flight. Our adrenaline is up, our blood pressure is up. Therefore, we will naturally feel a little more shaky. We feel a little bit of brain fog. And one of the key tools you can use in the moment with this is breathing. Setting your nervous system back into the rest and digest. Breathing into yourself, telling yourself it's your own self-talk and looking at some of the things that you're saying to yourself. Water is also very, very powerful. It's a very quick thing you can do in the moment is drink water. It dilutes cortisol in your system. It dilutes that stress hormone down. It's a very, very easy tool to use in the moment if you're feeling stressed and it gives you the time to start managing yourself and reminding yourself it's your thoughts driving the pattern that your brain is in. Change your thoughts. Focus on the present. Whether it's you're counting your fingers and toes, which is a very simple one that people use, whether it's looking around and noticing three things in the room, noticing three different colours, whatever it is, presence in yourself, whether it's saying a mantra over and over in your head, again, presence in yourself. Your stress response and your anxiety response is coming from a story you've created about something that's going to happen. Fearful thoughts, the story that has come out of that, and that's what your system is reacting and responding to. Learning to change the story. We can tell ourselves so easily, you know, this is going to be a crap night. It's going to be so uncomfortable. I won't know what to say or I won't know how to behave. I won't know where to look. I won't know where to stand. Will people talk to me? Will I be on my own? All of these things. 
we're so ready to create a negative story about an event, you can also create a positive one, which changes your energy going into that situation in the first place. If you're going in there going, this is going to be absolutely amazing. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to even just go up, say hello to a few people and have a great night because I deserve this. You're changing the story that you're running. You're changing the response that you're running in your system. Breathing into yourself and learning to trust yourself. The very nature of anxiety and one of the super scary things about it is, well, I found anyway, feeling out of control of your own body, feeling that you can't control that shaking, that dry mouth, that darty-eyed, you know, rabbit cotton headlights look. You absolutely can. You, in a moment, can change your posture. In a moment, that breaks the pattern your brain is trying to run. Change your posture. Breathe deeply. Shift your thinking. Bring yourself back into the present. These are very, very useful in the moment tips to manage yourself in a situation. But to do the work to eliminate anxiety out of your life, it is changing your internal world. It's getting to the roots of the beliefs that are triggering this. These are your own negative, destructive, self-sabotaging beliefs that are triggering it in the, in the first place. The greatest turmoil we have that creates the most stress for us is our own sets of not good enoughs, our own set of beliefs of all the things we're, we're not good enough at, be it as a person, uh, a mother, a father, a brother, a friend, a business person, a lover, whatever that is. But it relates back to who we are and our own internal world. And that's, that's the thing that needs to shift. And as I've said, we only get one life. We only get to live this one life, guys. Social anxiety is your physical response to your fears. What are your fears? What is it that you're afraid of? Taking a look at those. Our fear is not real. It's our own perception. So starting from the mind and moving, moving out from there. Because social anxiety, it can stop you enjoying the things that you, you you really want to enjoy stop you putting yourself out there stop you going for that promotion or being around those people or living the dreams that you want to live and over time the more you allow this to take over as a habit the the, the greater it becomes the more it grows the more it expands so looking at what it is that's driving yours, looking at what your negative self-sabotaging beliefs are, getting to the root of those and having yourself some backup tools in the bag, even before you do that work, knowing that wherever you're, you're going, that you are safe with yourself because our stress response, our anxiety response is our system thinking we are under threat. If you can realign your system and let it know it is safe, it is not under threat, breathing back down into your stomach, drinking water, presence in yourself, thinking of things that keep you in the present and changing up that story you're telling yourself. Building these in as new habits will absolutely take you a long way to combat that social anxiety.
So that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website, www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me, linda at yourgifttoyou.com, guys, because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want. And please remember, give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.